Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. Instead of becoming yet another burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm now on a mission to help lawyers do just that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both life and law. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to episode number 15, The Power of Masterminds. This is your host, Heather Mulder. And I'm super excited that you're here with me today. Today, we are going to talk about something a little bit different, and that is masterminds, what they are, how they can benefit you. And the reason for this is twofold. Number one, I'm a big believer in the power of masterminds and and know just how powerful they are. I've participated in two business-related masterminds as a member, and I've also run masterminds for attorneys as part of my business model. And although masterminds are relatively well-known outside of the legal world and incredibly popular, especially amongst the most successful entrepreneurs and C-suite executives, very few attorneys have ever heard of them. And even those that have heard of them are kind of fuzzy around what they are. I certainly never heard of masterminds when I practiced law. It wasn't until it was probably more than a year after I started this business before I even heard of them. I owe my current business, both where I am now and my trajectory, which is getting a little crazy, a good crazy, but a little crazy, to having participated in the masterminds that I've been in. They are the reason I'm here with you now, and they're a big part of why I even started this podcast. And because I know firsthand how powerful they really can be and how much they can help you, and that you've likely never heard of them, I wanted to cover them today. And I've kind of mentioned them in the last two episodes, so two episodes ago, Uh, I mentioned it at the end when talking about business development. I have a mastermind for attorneys relating to business development. And then my last guest, my first guest and last guest, was a participant in that mastermind. And so I felt like it was high time that we came in here and shook things up a little bit and covered something a little bit different. Because here's the thing, it does not matter whether you join a mastermind immediately, whether you join mine or others, there's a million out there and I've only got so many spots, to be honest with you. I think it's important for you to consider something like this and you can even create your own mastermind. So that is the goal for today, to get you up on what it is, what the benefits are, and how you might want to utilize a mastermind for yourself, be it joining one or putting one together. Now, before we get started, I have two quick requests for you. Number one, if you're enjoying this podcast, I request that you give me a review. You would be helping me out so much, and I'd truly appreciate it. Also, please consider filling out my quick survey to let me know what you'd like me to cover moving forward. This is your chance to let me know what you'd like me to cover more of, less of, what questions you have, etc. My hope is that I start getting enough that I can start doing an every other month or maybe even monthly Q&A in the podcast. All right, so now that we've gotten all of that over with, it is time to get into our topic of the day, which is masterminds. What is a mastermind? 
So the basic definition is a group of peers who meet regularly to support one another, share knowledge, give advice, and hold each other accountable. The group can be either small or a little bit larger, but they're typically somewhere between three and six people. I think that four to five is a really good number personally. And I also think that the size of the mastermind will somewhat depend on the topic or goal of it, okay, and who's a part of it. So I keep my masterminds quite small because I run masterminds for lawyers. And I find that because of their time constraints due to client demands and not always being in control of your own calendar, lawyers have trouble meeting for too long of a periods of time. But you want to have enough time devoted towards their own business each meeting. Otherwise, they feel like they're not being productive enough to justify the time away from their clients in billing. And so what that means is that everybody must have their chance on the hot seat, and I'll explain what that is shortly, during each meeting. So my meetings tend to be 90 minutes long. A lot of masterminds are actually longer than that and meet maybe once or twice a month for a couple of hours. Mine meet twice a month for 90 minutes. So that the time constraints can vary depending upon whether everybody gets a seat at the table to talk or not and how many members are within the group. So my mastermind, of course, necessitates a very small group. I have no, no more than four people. It's usually three to four attorneys plus me, which gives each person about 20 minutes of time for a hot seat. Again, others may have more people. I have seen some that work with eight or 10, but I personally think you get over eight and you're going too big. Here's what a mastermind looks like. First, all masterminds have a specific singular purpose. And so the participants in it have similar goals. Now, it can be growing your business, it can be developing leadership skills, it can be relating to work-life balance. It really can be anything, but everybody has a similar goal. And so the first step is you create your goal and you develop your plan. And some do this within the mastermind structure itself, others don't. So you, you sometimes come up with your own goal and own plan and then you start your mastermind or sometimes mastermind groups will provide some sort of coaching or mentoring or some type of meeting with a facilitator to help you with this part. That's actually what I do. So I meet with my participants up front for up to 90 minutes to get clear around their goals, get clear around their plans, etc. Note that a mastermind does not always have to be about business, but many, many are. Masterminds meet regularly with the group. So it is a group thing, not a one-to-one thing. Now, some masterminds will also include one-to-one coaching or consultations with the facilitator. I actually offer that as well. So I offer, I think currently, this may change in the future, FYI, if you're listening to this at a future date, but currently I include up to two laser coaching sessions per month. That's 20-minute coaching sessions at your option. But that is separate from the mastermind. The mastermind itself is the group thing, right? It's the group meeting. And as you work to achieve your goal, what you do within a mastermind is you bring your struggles, you bring your questions, and you get dedicated time just for you to raise your struggles, your questions, the issues that you want to talk about and brainstorm it with the group. Get advice from the group. Get feedback from the group. And it's also a place where you come and you share your wins and celebrate with the group. So you get that time, but then that means every single member gets that as well. And so you get your time on, that's what the hot seat is, to brainstorm, get advice, get feedback. Other members 
have that same thing going on as well. They get specified time to themselves where you then give them feedback, wisdom, help them brainstorm, etc. So the whole point of a mastermind is a two-way street. Everybody gives and everybody receives. It's really a true meeting of the minds where you can speak your mind, give and receive honest and constructive feedback, and brainstorm ideas that you might not have a chance to do anywhere else. So why a mastermind? What's the point of a mastermind? Well, first and foremost, brainstorming. The whole idea behind a mastermind is that 2 plus 2 does not equal 4, it equals 6. 4 plus 4 is 12, right? That there is a multiplier effect when a group gets together and you can truly get your ideas out and brainstorm. It's also a place where you can get together with a group of people who are going through the same thing as you, so you're getting support, who will hold you accountable. So The way masterminds are typically structured is you come in, you bring your problems, you brainstorm, and at the end of your hot seat, you commit to something, right? And so then in your next meeting, you report back as to what you did or did not do based on your prior commitment. So when you have that structure in place, it's going to hold you more accountable to the things you say you're going to do. Things get us off track. We get distracted. Stuff comes up. But when we've promised people we're going to do something and we know that we soon are going to meet back with them and we're going to have to report on it, it makes us get a little bit more creative so that we get the things done that we say we were going to do. So it keeps us more accountable. You also get the wisdom and the knowledge of the group and the facilitator. They are giving you advice. They are telling you stories as to what has and has not worked for them or what they've seen. And so it it allows for a lot more creative thinking and increase in your knowledge and your education. That means it also is going to sharpen your skills, both your business and your interpersonal skills as well. And then, of course, there's a networking aspect to this too. So in my, for example, my current mastermind, I've got three different members from different types of firms and different backgrounds. And one of them is more of a solo shop. He was in a bigger firm, went to a smaller mid-sized firm, and now is solopreneur. And he has a very specific area of business that he likes to help. But lots of things come up. And for those of you who may be solopreneurs out there, you know that sometimes you end up being a jack of all trades. One of the members within the group is an employment lawyer. They've been able to network. And the solopreneur has even said, you know, I've got clients that could really help you. And so he's going to start referring work to her. So there's a networking aspect within masterminds that you can really take advantage of uh, to get referrals and get the word out there as to what you do. So the interesting thing about masterminds is they're totally open for you to bring whatever issues you have in the moment. So this is a safe space for you to go and really talk about the problems you're having, the things that you're seeing, the ideas that you have, where you may not really have that at your current place of employment. I come from big law. And I know firsthand that sometimes we're afraid to speak up and let people know what we're thinking. We don't always want to be too outside of the box. We kind of tend to go along with the flow and do what everybody else is doing. And we're also very afraid oftentimes to tell people the truth as to what we're struggling with. We don't want to be seen in that light. And so this creates a safe space for you to come together with attorneys who are on the exact same journey as you. And so we're having a lot of the same struggles and issues. And be honest and be open and get honest feedback and advice and knowledge from people. And here's one thing that I would note for attorneys out there. 
My mastermind, and I recommend any mastermind that you join, does not allow people from the same firm in it. Now, I've gone back and forth as to whether I'd be willing to offer masterminds just to people from a particular firm. And I think I would if a firm came to me and wanted that. But I do think that there is a lot of benefit in ensuring that you are in a mastermind that does not have members within your group from your same firm. Because that allows for that openness, honesty, and trust to really develop on a deeper level. And that is key to a mastermind that truly works. So let me give you an idea of the kind of things that have come up in my mastermind, the the one that I run for attorneys, to give you an idea of the types of things that get discussed in these, okay? So for example, my current mastermind group recently talked about collections, like what attorney likes to call their clients when they're, you know, 120 plus days past due. And so that topic came up. And so we brainstormed ways to approach the client without it being too awkward, Another one is we've been talking in my current mastermind about how to how to do billing differently. So a startup document package. So the attorney who does work for startups is thinking of a package that would just be for the things that they deal with in that first like, you know, the first month that they, you know, what what documents do they need? I have another employment lawyer who is talking to clients about being more like employment general counsel and is thinking around ways to charge on a monthly basis. And we're, we've been brainstorming those ideas. And so that type of stuff has been discussed. Another example is I had a client who needed to pivot their practice. And they utilized the mastermind on how to go about organizing strategic alliances within the firm to get more business. Another example, final example, is Jim, (laughs) who you heard in the last episode, has a new business venture. And he really got that off the ground through participating in the mastermind. He, it was something he thought about for a long time, but hadn't been really clear about exactly how he wanted to go down, go about it. And being in the mastermind kind of gave him the ideas that he needed and, and gave him the confidence to really get started on that project. So these are just a lot of examples around how the mastermind has helped attorneys that I know. I want you to start thinking about, well, what could you do, right? If you were in a mastermind, a group of like-minded people that you could network with, that you would get support and accountability from, that you would be able to brainstorm, that you would have that trust, that openness, that honesty. There's a lot that you could get done, right? And that's why I say masterminds are like fast forward buttons. They really help you take bigger, better action more quickly and get you to where you want to get to on a much more advanced basis than you would going it alone, okay? The concept of a mastermind has probably been around for 100 years or more. It was discussed by Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, which, by the way, is still very relevant, y'all. So if you haven't read it, I actually highly recommend that you do. And in there, he talked about the link between what he called cooperative alliance with peers and financial wealth. As he put it, cooperative alliance has been the basis of nearly every great fortune. And that's really what a mastermind is about, right? It's a cooperative alliance. Everyone supports one another. You develop trust and connections. You share wisdom and resources, all for the purpose of achieving your stated goals. The other thing is they're very performance-based. You have a goal. You have goals that you're you're working towards. And a good mastermind should have a facilitator who gets very clear with you around what your goals are and helps helps you not just come to each individual session talking about what it is you need to talk about to help you, you know, continue on, but checks in with you 
on along that path to ensure that you're still on track and that if you're not that it's an intentional decision because sometimes we make different decisions as I said Jim you know he didn't come in thinking he was going to start a new business a side business when he started the mastermind group but I think it was a month or month and a half in he decided to pivot and his goals changed as a result and that's fine you just want to have people that help keep you focused on the things that truly matter and help you make the best decisions when you do want to pivot so the next question is why do lawyers need masterminds why am I actually covering this today number one the number of lawyers who talk about thinking outside the box yet don't is astounding to me I mean let's be honest Lawyers tend to do what's worked for everyone else, what's tried and true. We don't want to rock the boat. And part of this comes from our lawyer-trained brains. Remember, back in episode two, we talked about this. But as a refresh, we are trained to be risk-averse, see all the potential problems, and plan around them. And so we often don't go out on a limb, okay? And that's exactly why we need masterminds, because they help us get out of our comfort zones. They help us do things a little bit differently. They allow us to bring our half-baked ideas and develop into good ones that are a bit different than what others are doing, but yet would work for us. So it allows you to go bigger, right? It also gives you the support that you don't get within the firm environment. I've already touched on this. It is a cutthroat industry. And a lot of that has to do with how lawyers bill by the hour and get paid. Although I do think some of that is is starting to change. It's a very slow go. And it's likely going to remain cutthroat for a long while, maybe forever. Because some of this honestly has to do with the fact that lawyers are competitive people by nature. And I think also the training and and being risk averse and worrying about what others think. It's just kind of made it hyper competitive and very cutthroat. And so what that does is it makes it very hard to share ideas and struggles with colleagues and or management of our firms. But a mastermind is a safe space to share these things and get honest feedback that's aimed to help you succeed. I would also say if you're not in a big firm cutthroat environment, you probably don't have the opportunity to go to people. So this is your chance if you're a solopreneur or part of a very small group. The other thing I would say is even if you're in a firm that's relatively small, not cutthroat, and you feel like it's very different than the industry, it's really good to be part of a mastermind that is with people outside of your firm because it forces you to think differently and be a little bit more creative and it gets you out of that comfort zone because we all get into our comfort zones based on our culture. And make no mistake, every firm has its own culture. So this is a reason why I don't currently allow two people from the same law firm into any one group. The next question is, how do you find a mastermind? How do you join one? Well, (laughs) this is a little harder, unfortunately, because there aren't a ton of masterminds out there for lawyers. That being said, it doesn't mean there aren't some I don't know about or that there aren't some that you wouldn't want to join. Because I would say, again, be creative and maybe push yourself to join one that isn't just made up of lawyers. In fact, that's something I've been considering doing is pulling in people from other industries. I think that would be very helpful. Or having masterminds with both in-house and private practice attorneys. I haven't done it yet, and that's not what I'm planning to do in this next round, but I have considered it. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you and you want to reach out to me and convince me to do it, go for it because I'm thinking about it. But To find your own, start by asking your network. Ask your clients. Ask other lawyers. Ask your mentors. Ask the people you know and trust. 
okay? Maybe message people on LinkedIn, some of the connections that you know and trust. Look especially for C-suite executives and entrepreneurs because they probably have either participated or are participating in a mastermind. And so you can start there. Now, this is somewhat dependent on the type of mastermind you want. So make a clear decision before you start reaching out to people as to what kind of mastermind you want to be a member of, what's the purpose of it, because that's going to help you narrow down who you want to ask and where to go. The other thing I would say is Google it. Unfortunately, if you search for lawyer masterminds, you're not going to come up with a lot. I've already done it, and there's not a lot showing up out there. But... You can look for masterminds, business building masterminds, entrepreneurial masterminds. There are so many out there. And perhaps it would be a good idea for you to join one that isn't just made up of lawyers, right? You might also want to ask managing partners in your firm and other partners who are doing well in your firm and in other firms because perhaps they've gotten smart and know about the power of masterminds and have joined some. Final thing, you can also create your own mastermind. I would recommend You go with people that you already know and trust, but maybe outside of your firm. You know people who are in other firms. Maybe put together a group mastermind for folks from varying firms that you can get started with. It may not be as beneficial as one that's run by a facilitator who knows what they're doing and has already done it, but it's certainly not going to hurt you and it will help if that's how you want to get started and you just want to dip your toes in the water and see what it's all about before you look for one that's run by somebody and going to cost you money. That is how to get started on finding or joining a mastermind or creating your own mastermind. Here's what I want you to keep in mind when you're looking for a mastermind or you're creating one. Number one, the facilitator is supremely important. They are make or break for the group. And again, the facilitator is the person who puts the mastermind together and runs it, okay? So here's the deal. You can't just put anyone together. A good mastermind has a curated group of individuals that the facilitator has interviewed and believes will be a good fit together. Keep in mind also, honesty and trust are key to a mastermind being effective. So you want a group that you're going to feel comfortable sharing anything with and receiving feedback from no matter what. And you need people within that group who will always keep your best interests in mind, won't hold back, but will give you feedback and criticism in a constructive, healthy, kind way. So this is why most masterminds have an application process. Mine has an application process for this reason. Not everybody is a good fit for a mastermind. Some people are better one-on-one. They're not really the right fit for a group. And even if you're a good fit generally for a mastermind, you might not be a good fit for a specific mastermind that's already been put together because you need the right mix of personalities. And the facilitator does all of that. They should be interviewing everybody. They should be talking to people. They should be asking good questions so that they put together what they believe is the best group. Now, they're not perfect, but a good facilitator is going to put together a group that's going to work for the most part. Also, the facilitator needs to be good at navigating sticky topics and guiding everybody so that they stay on track, both within the group meetings and generally to the members' goals. So they need to be good leaders and coaches. And when I say coach, I don't necessarily mean a trained coach like what I do, but there are certain personalities out there who are more coach-oriented. They're good at asking questions. They're really good listeners. And they hear intuitively things that are going on. So you want somebody who's like that, who isn't afraid to then ask deeper questions and will help guide the group, okay? All right, secondly, do not join a mastermind if you're not willing to do the work. (laughs) 
It is not just about meeting. In each meeting, you have to commit to do something. And then you're expected to report on it in your next meeting. The worst thing you can do is commit to a mastermind group and then not feel like you're keeping up. You'll be letting your group members down and you'll feel really bad for it. So do not join unless you're truly willing to commit to doing the work you need to do towards your goal. Not everybody's ready all the time. So it's okay if you're not ready. If you're sitting here going, ah, this sounds great, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. That's okay. Join a mastermind when you are ready. Because the thing is, is you generally cannot back out of a mastermind once they've started because they are so small. It's really difficult to pull out. Most do not give refunds unless the facilitator is the one who cancels on you. Mine is certainly that way for that reason. And here's the thing to keep in mind. You get what you put in. If you want to achieve your goals more quickly, a mastermind is a great way to do it. But you got to do the work. As one of my past mastermind participants said, Kate said this, do the work and you'll see results. But do not fool yourself that the work is just showing up because there's more to it than that. Number three, do not join a mastermind if you're not able to commit to to the meetings very regularly. So masterminds generally meet regularly on the same date, day, and time of the month. So example, every other Friday from 9 to 10.30 a.m. Or once a month for a couple of hours, you know, the fourth Friday of the month. Something like that. You should be committed and make at least 95% of your meetings. I would aim for 100%. But at least 95. I understand, you know, you get sick, things come up, right? Because the group is so small, you're hurting everybody, not just you if you're missing. So you want to make sure when you're looking at a mastermind that you find out the time and block that time off in your calendar. And it becomes sacred, okay? If you cannot commit to that, then a mastermind is not right for you right now. And maybe you work one-on-one with somebody instead, right? Because that's more flexible. Okay, number four, beware of groups that are too big. There's a lot of folks who like to claim they have a mastermind and they're not a mastermind. They have 12, 20 people in them. That's not really a great mastermind. Remember, you need time to be on the hot seat. That time to bring your struggles, your questions, your get feedback, right? Get advice. And a large group is not really going to give you that, at least not often enough. So some questions you want to ask if you're looking at a mastermind group, ask the facilitator this. Number one, how often will you have a chance to be on the hot seat? Some are every meeting, like mine. Some are once a month or every other meeting. Find that out. Number two, does everybody get to brainstorm together? Or are you mostly getting feedback from a facilitator and maybe an occasional comment from somebody else? That's not a real mastermind. You want to make sure everybody has a chance to brainstorm and speak up. And number three, what's the structure for accountability? Is it individual reporting to the facilitator? Is it, um, you know, reporting every time on your action items, every time that you meet, et cetera? How are you being held accountable? So those are three things that you want to ask a facilitator so that you know what to expect and what will work best for you. All right, point number five, know what you want to get out of it and define your must-haves from the get-go. And I'd say be prepared to pay, (laughs) depending on what, what it is you want. So note that, As I said, you can form your own mastermind group for free and you can join somebody else's, but most other groups are going to cost something and the fees really vary big time. So here are the questions you want to ask yourself when trying to figure this out. Decide on what's the purpose. What do you want to get out of the mastermind? Who do you want to be in the group? Lawyers only, private practice lawyers only, in-house lawyers only, a mix, 
women only, a mix of women and men. You know, what do you want? Do you want entrepreneurs in there? Do you, you know, so decide on that. Then how often do you want to meet? Weekly, monthly, twice a month, once a month. Note that the less you meet, the longer the meeting typically is. How long of a meeting can you commit to regularly? Remember, how often you meet often defines how long the meeting is. So if you're meeting once a month, it may be a two to three hour meeting. Or you may meet every other week for 90 minutes, like what mine is, okay? And also, what else do you want included? Do you want anything else included or do you just want the masterminding? So a lot of masterminds out there, especially the more expensive ones, include one-to-one coaching of some sort, like mine does, or a retreat of some sort where you get together either up front, in the middle, at the end, sometimes more than once. Um, And the retreat is usually in person. Right now, a lot of those have been online, but they traditionally have been in person where you get together and you just brainstorm and you do some deeper work. So what else would you like included? Now note, the more you want in it, the more expensive it's going to be. Also think about what am I willing to pay? What is this worth to me? And so the question I often get is, well, what should you pay? So it really depends on what it is you want to get out of it and the type of experts and the type of people you want and how curated you want. Because please note that the facilitators of these groups put a lot of time into them. They're doing more than just showing up to the meetings and showing up to coaching calls. They're prepping stuff for you. They're keeping you on track. They're curating people. The upfront work to get the group together is massive. So it costs something, right? And frankly, it should. And it somewhat depends on what your goal is. So if you are joining a mastermind to grow your business, you're going to expect to pay for that. And it can be anywhere from $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 all the way up to $25K plus for a 6 to 12-month commitment. I kid you not, it's all over the board. So you need to get really clear around what you're willing and what you think it's worth it and the things you want in it. And then you can go looking around to see which ones fit your needs. And if you find a great one that's cheaper than what you were willing to pay, awesome. <laughs> that's that's great news. So some would call BNI, Business Network International, a mastermind, although it's not very structured. And that's only $500 a year. They usually meet monthly with people within your own city. I don't necessarily consider that a, a real mastermind, but that's a way you could get started conceptually with this. Some are very reasonable for what you're getting. There's a lot of entrepreneurial ones out there for business building that are in the range of a couple thousand up to 5,000 for like a six month or one year period. Um, Mine is actually in that price range. And then there are others that I mentioned that are 25,000 on up for a six or 12 commitment, okay? So again, it depends on what you wanna get out of it. You get clear around what you want and then it's a lot easier to narrow down what the cost should be. At the end of the day, you just gotta ask, what's it worth to you? Okay, so I hopefully have given you a lot of food for thought and at least at a minimum expanded your knowledge around something that can be very powerful, a powerful driving force for your success and for your business success. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm also going to put a couple of links in the show notes around how to find a mastermind and top mastermind groups that are out there. And there will be a link to my mastermind as well if that is something that's of interest to you. So again, it's called Thrive Attorney Mastermind. It is for private practice partners, shareholders, and of counsel. Sorry, it's not open at a, for associates at this time who are actively trying to grow your book of business. Just note that it follows my client development blueprint. So if you're curious about 
how I do things and you want to know more, I actually recommend that you go back and listen to that episode around how to increase your clients and your profits. Because what we do is we create a strengths and values-based strategy that's easy to be consistent with, and then we keep you going. (laughs) That's the whole point of the mastermind. So go back and listen to that episode. I think that's episode 13. You also may want to listen to my other client development-related episodes, episodes four and eight. In four, I talked about top client development myths, and eight, um, the top mistakes that I see lawyers make. And that's going to give you really good insight into how I work with people, both one-on-one and in the mastermind. All right, so that is it for today. I very much hope that you got something out of this and that you take it and maybe you put together your own mastermind moving forward. Please do not forget to give me a written review and consider filling out the survey. I would be so appreciative of either or both. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a subscriber, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both life and law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.